this thing. And away we go. Welcome back to another edition of Relatively Subjective. Welcome back. I'm George. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. I'm David. And we're cousins. We're relatives. And we have subjective opinions on movie-related Hence things. Hence the name of our podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Nothing Again. And uh, it is uh, today we are talking about... Uh, what are we talking about? Um, the Joker. Oh, <laughs> how did you forget? We just I, talked about this, I, and we're both very excited because this yeah. movie came out, and you saw it yeah. with Dutch subtitles. I did because I had to see it in Amsterdam, and I wasn't going to wait to get back to the states and to then see you, it. You didn't see it again in English, right? I did, or no, without I, subtitles. No, um, I didn't. And um, but it's the same movie. It's, it's the same movie. <laughs> I ignored the subtitles the entire time, which is fine. Which is normal. Uh, the The Dutch people are very um, are very polite people, so there's not many interruptions or like anyone screaming like what do you say in Good. Dutch you know and um, <laughs> what is he saying in Dutch yeah and uh, it was a nice theater it was like a 1920s theater that they Which just awesome. brought to the 20th century yeah. with the screens but they kept all the decor and like cool. you can you can reserve like balcony seats what? you can reserve box seats That's like so with a little cool. you know for a little more uh, they serve beer at their theater nice. those Grolsches that have the corks you heard like a, a sea of them open yeah it just pops as soon as the movie started and um, yeah uh, George is cultured I'm cultured now uh, you can <laughs> you, you, I'll talk about it in a little bit when we talk about previews because okay. um, there's some interesting things there too but yeah oh yeah oh, we didn't even talk about that yeah different previews for different countries yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that's it that's be fun yeah All right. um, what else uh, that's it and you know we'll yeah, just cool, usually cool. go we'll, as usual we're going to go through what we've been watching and then the trailers and then the movie. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Cool times. Great. So what have you watched? All right. So um, I've wa- I've been I've been splitting my time equally now as best I can between Netflix and Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently just got into Amazon Prime stuff, and I think this is the first time I'm going to actually be talking about Amazon Prime exclusive TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one that I saw was Undone. Undone. Have you heard about this show? This this show was uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime <clears throat> and it's that show I don't know if you've seen the commercials or anything for it but it's like re- it's it's people are acting but it's like got a cartoon like film over it and it's very I've like, heard about surrealistic. this I've heard about this yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it was really cool um, and it was funny too because even before the um, pre uh, before I even started watching the show my sister Andrea talked about how it seemed really familiar and it looked like someone that she knew mm-hmm. and it literally sometimes looks like Andrea like the main character Alma she looks like Andrea oh my god Andrea's <laughs> like, very much so Andrea's an actor and we didn't even <laughs> know it so it was really cool and because of that I think it, it brought in a, a kind of a new or a different vibe for me specifically because not only did I enjoy the show but the character herself is very much like my sister oh, so she's like very sarcastic and like she's very funny and witty and she's like very quick to the point like she's very direct what you need to do is figure out who wrote the show and see if they ever knew andrea before and that like is a good idea off of it's her. a very good idea so uh because it's it's really cool and like even everything that goes beyond it and about it it's very like um artistically beautiful because so like everything's the- regular but then you get like a shift in perspective or a shift through like time like for flashbacks and they animate everything going through it so it's really really cool if i'm if i remember correctly if we're talking about the same thing was it almost like um spider-verse kind of uh animation uh, like mixed yeah, with yeah. you know a little bit more realistic yeah. um but uh but yeah it was uh, yeah. so is it is it about 
everyday folk in their lives or is it like a an so, action thing or a sci-fi thing or? so it's very much sci-fi oh, okay. um and it stars so uh her name in real life is rosa salazar and uh, she plays alma and it's about alma and how she basically gets over the grief of losing her father mm. uh so her mom is played by constance marie uh, who I'm sure you know if you saw her. She was, I think she um, she was, uh, what's his name? George Lopez's wife on the George Lopez oh, show. okay, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then Bob Odenkirk oh. is, uh, Better Call Saul, is, is her father. Oh. So he does die, but he obviously, he, like, he comes back through, like, flashbacks and, and stuff. So the whole thing about being undone is basically how reality skews and how you deal with stress and you deal with the loss of a loved one, you become undone. Mm -hmm. uh, so like her mental state comes into it, her relationships come into it, um, relationships with her um, mother and then her sister and then her father and her boyfriend, like there's a lot of things that go into it. And it is a, an eight episode drama uh, and each one is only like 25 minutes. So cool. it's very digestible, but again, it's really beautiful uh, and it's, got a lot to say i think was really cool and it didn't shy away from touching on like really harsh subjects mm -hmm. um but it did it in a way i think anyway that was light enough that you could chuckle about it but strong enough and they held on to it long enough where you knew it was serious mm -hmm. um so i definitely recommend a watch i think it was mm -hmm. not only was it a good show but it was like beautiful yeah. uh, and then also we could totally talk about it. One of these days, I will get Amazon Prime, <laughs> but not anytime soon because Disney Plus is coming out. Uh, yeah, five bucks. Yeah, Netflix is uh, reportedly trying to crack down on uh, multiple users for one account because, like, to get ahead of Disney yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, taking for away a bunch of business yeah. of, from them. So look out for that. I'm, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be bad because I feel like Disney, Netflix is gonna. The ending <laughs> yeah i feel like they're gonna start selling stuff off they're to gonna disney, have to and it's, then it's so sad get stronger but because yeah because they honestly they can't compete yeah because they don't have enough original content to keep us hooked but even that's though their, that's they do their, have a lot of good stuff but you know is it enough it, especially for the 14 dollar a month now they're going to keep trying to pump out uh, like their own yeah. stuff i mean which is great that's enough a to lot of get it is people. good yeah but like it's not disney Disney's got over like 40 years Disney's of Disney's got their hands in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we'll pull for you, Netflix. Hopefully you make it out. Uh, what else did you watch? Um, how many things have you watched? I've got three things here three I can things. talk about. All right. I got all, there are three more things. All right. Cool. So, so then you say one, one and then I'll go. Yeah. Well, no, you go. Cause then you I'll, said three I'll more things. And then I'll finish. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I rewatched Star Trek. The movie. <laughs> Which one? The the um the remake with um, Zachary Quinto as Spock and Chris Pine as Kirk. You know that gotcha, movie gotcha. with um 2009 Star Trek. Yes, 2009 Star Trek. Um, I watched it because my lady had not watched it. So really? I was like yeah. So yeah, I'm showing her all the movies ever made. All the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and so um she's a good, a good one. She's a good sport about it. She's just yeah. like yeah, I haven't seen this, and I'm like, well, we're here for two hours. Yeah, so we're watching. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was an, another movie we saw in Germany when there wasn't much to do. <laughs> nice. Um, and yeah, it was a, it's great. Like it's a solid it's, movie. I, I love, I, I still love how they were able to take from the original series yeah. and movies, but still make their own thing. And they both exist in the same universe, mm -hmm. technically. Well, like there's a multiverse yeah. now, but yeah, the whole time travel aspect mm -hmm. and all that. Super and it fun. like works. Yeah. It's yeah. not like. 
annoying. Yeah, it's like, not like, like I feel like all the threads are cut towards mm-hmm. the end. And, and yeah, because uh, spoilers, I guess, for Star Trek and everything we were uh, ever going to talk about ever. Uh, old Spock comes into the new timeline of you know past Spock and past Kirk, and he's sort of. The guy that's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I can't interfere with yeah. this timeline's, uh, or else like it events. will destroy yeah. the time. But then, space like, but then he meets himself at the end, and he's and just he's like, like oh, well, I shit. just said that because <laughs> I didn't want to ruin the movie. <laughs> uh, but that's fine. Um, it's it's great to like it. In visually, it's great. They brought everything to the 21st century, and yeah, it's gorgeous. kept some old sound effects, which I loved. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone's great in it. I loved who they picked for every role. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it works. Pegg totally works. As Scotty, uh, like every single crew member was cast perfectly. Oh, Anton Yelchin. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, Got killed by a car. That sucks. That sucks. Uh, on a lighter note, you have watched more things, I assume. Yes. So the next thing that I watched, um, I watched the second, the full second season of Carmen Sandiego on Netflix. Oh my god! I can't believe you watched two. Seasons what? Why not? That shit was know. fantastic. Yeah. No, I remember you talking about how the first was, season <laughs> about the first season, how it was uh, like she gets trained to be a, a villain or a, like a, a super. Well, a basically, super thief. yeah. Yeah. So Vile, which mm. is the academy. Uh, super fun. It, yeah, it is, and it is super fun. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's very much geared to be a kids show. Yeah, but they they got some good stuff going on in yeah. there. Uh, I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoy the art style and even like the dynamic between Carmen San Diego and all the vile teachers and the villains and stuff. Uh, is really cool. I think it makes for really good storytelling. I really really enjoy how she is very much powerful heroine uh and very like you know feminist and cool and she's got the whole red going on i like it i think it's a lot of fun um the this this season was actually really cool because there was the whole um mystery about her parents so we found the mystery about her father and now at the end of this season you find out he's alive no we have to go find the mystery about her mother oh so right. her, her father's <laughs> dead oh. uh, spoiler alert um we yeah. find out that her father is dead but her mother might still be out there okay so now we're gonna go try find her mother Interesting. i'm excited oh. i i really enjoy the show yeah so shut up <laughs> <laughs> hey man you you watch anything you want you know what I watched? What'd you on watch? the plane ride back? On the plane I watched ride back. Creed 2 again. Hey! Um, yeah. I have still not seen either of these movies. Yeah, well, I mean, you're missing out. I know. Uh, you're missing out on Michael B. Jordan's sexy bod, oh, yeah. being all boxery and, and being all angsty and having daddy issues <laughs> and stuff. Uh, he's, he's great in this movie. Everybody's great in this movie. This is uh, the second of the like post-Rocky Balboa movies, and uh, I don't know if there's going to be a third one. I still think that they should have kept the storyline they used for this movie if they were going to make a three for the third mm-hmm. one because it's like too much is tied to Rocky at yeah. this point. Like the first one was like obviously had to be about Rocky because that's we wouldn't know what you're talking about otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, they brought back like an old villain yeah. who he has to fight like his old villain's son. And that like storyline seems a little heavy handed yeah. for just the sequel. I feel like if they started the the franchise with the first one being Rocky's old friend's son comes out and wants to be trained by him, that's great. Yeah. Second one, we see his career take off and yeah. maybe he fights like someone that's really tough for him and we focus more on him and not Rocky. 
And then the third one, you can come back and be like, oh, it's you remember this three. guy? Yeah. He's back. He's got a son. They're going to fight. <laughs> Isn't that great? And then maybe they could have they could have made it like a little more impactful. But the yeah. second one came out swinging and it, it was like more <laughs> it was it was more uh, it was more camp. It felt more campy than the first one. And the first one was very campy. surprisingly. No, the first one was surprisingly like heartfelt and oh, okay. had a That's good, good. Uh, like dramatic element to it that's usually not found in a rocky movie <laughs> since like rocky and rocky 2 yeah rocky 3 onwards kind of just like it's just a mr. boxing T, movie and then like big russian guy and then street fight and then six came, six was like a return to the drama because it's like old rocky yeah. and he's like old you rocky. know he's his he's been through like his wife died and, he and he's die. like and he doesn't die <laughs> and uh and yeah. he comes back for creep yeah and uh yeah Cool. Uh, I feel like uh, this movie could have been better, but you know I'm a fan of the franchise, whether it's super campy fun or super drama fun. So let's do it. Yeah, sounds good. Um, your turn. All right, so <clears throat> uh, so we went from Amazon Prime to Netflix, and now back to Amazon Prime. I watched both seasons of Fleabag. Ah, yes, I've yes. heard so many great things about yes. the show, and so, I haven't watched it. So yes, so Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she actually hosted SNL mm-hmm. like a week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, and she wrote and starred in Fleabag, the, sh- the show. I guess that you know kind of launched her fame. Yeah, and a little. But she won a bunch of Emmys. Yeah, for yeah. and honestly, it was fantastic. Well deserved. <laughs> very well deserved. It's very. It's very British humor, like, and it's it's all set in in some town in London, I don't know, somewhere in yeah, it is London. Um, and it's funny because her entire character is never really mentioned by name. Like, she calls herself a flea bag, and kind of like that's how she narrates everything as she's the flea bag, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, but we never get her name. No, wow, she's that's never cool. named. She's always like. If, if she's talking to a hey dad, you, or... it's always like my daughter, or it's uh, like my sister, or whatever. Oh. But uh, or or it's like you know who's talking to who. Like they never really specifically need to say her name. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, but she's hilarious, and there are certain things that she did that I thought were funny because of her character. But then in the second season, there are certain things that she does that I felt were a little bit out of character. But all throughout, she she does grow as a human being. Because uh, at the beginning, once you like, once she's introduced, she's just introduced as a flea bag. Like she doesn't care about anyone except herself. She's she lives in this very, like, unloving family because her father doesn't know how to, like, love love or show emotion or even like sometimes speak. Like he he gives a toast one day when he gets in the second season, and it's like he speaks every other word. Uh-huh. So it's just like <laughs> I want to for being here. Let's enjoy. Mm. And then he's just like, that's it. And I was, and, and it's, so it's really funny because like, if you see it, like you can see that he's trying, yeah. but he just misses the mark. Sure. Um, so her mother died a few years ago and then her father doesn't, his fa- her father doesn't know how to like connect with her, his two daughters. Uh, so then the relationship between the daughters are kind of very circumstantial. It's like, they don't really lean on each other as much as, Whenever they need to be in each other's company, they they're civil. But yeah. like outside of that, it's kind of non-existent, mm-hmm. uh, except for very certain and special circumstances, which I think is really funny too, because <laughs> you don't get to see them be sisters at all, 
and then something bad happens and then they have each other's back and they love each other and they're like talking each other up and then they leave and like it's a year later and like they don't talk and then they come back again and it's just like oh I love you you're my sister so (laughs) it's really funny because there's a lot of circumstantial comedy Um, the first season was really was funny but the second season was like hilarious it like the circumstance that she gets in and she does this thing where she'll talk she'll be talking to a character in the show and then she turns to the camera and she'll either say something or give a look or do whatever uh and nobody else knows that she does this she kind of just like does it in her own head Mm -hmm. like turning to the camera or whatever up until the second season when you get someone who does and he actually stops her and he's like why what are you doing where'd you just go like who are you looking at and she's just like what <laughs> like she gets nervous because nobody else can see her do that except for him um but it's it's pretty funny it, like i said it's very it's very dry sarcastic witty humor mm-hmm. um but i think it works it's really funny i really liked her character in it and everybody like even all of her interaction with everyone else is something it's it's funny because you you kind of could see yourself in that situation but what she does is in character, but also outrageous. Hmm. So I really enjoy it. Yeah. I love me some wit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wit gets me... Excited. Excited. <laughs> uh, uh, um, I, I also watched... It was a long flight. I also watched <laughs> uh, Fences, uh, starring Denzel Washington. He directed this, too. Um, it's an old play. They made it into a movie. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's been a movie before this. Uh, if it hasn't been, like, that'd be weird. But, um, but yeah, I, I remember reading this in high school. A lot of people probably read it in high school. And it was just, like, the entire time I was watching it, it was, like, like, like just a character study for all of the... Like, it was just, it was just watching great acting. Yeah. And it was, like, two hours long. And it didn't feel that way, especially when two hours and nineteen. Two hours and nineteen minutes. Wow. Um, Freaking Viola Davis is in this movie. Yeah, Viola Davis, Denzel Washington. Like it, it was, it was just great. And it's and it's a play being done in movie form. Yeah. Fortunately, they didn't take like liberties with it, and you know, took them to crazy locations or anything like that. They kept it like for Very the most part just like grounded. the play would. It was. It was maybe four settings throughout the whole yeah. movie. And it mostly took place in the backyard and in, in this house. And that was it. But it gave you more time and, you know, just the characters to focus on. So you were just just seeing the lives of this family just unfold before you. And it's like talking about race, talking yeah. about family dynamics. Uh, and just like the tough things that families can go through, especially when there are so many different personalities uh, going at each other. Um, Father son stuff. So if that like gets you going, you might cry. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't because I was on a plane and way too many people were around me. So I was <laughs> like, I'm not crying. What are you talking about? I'm watching uh, Detective Pikachu like you, <laughs> like uh, you. But uh, yeah, it was it was great. I recommend watching it uh, if it's ever playing in your area, like actually live. Probably go see that. Oh hey, um, and read it if you haven't, or go to high school. What are you doing? Are you doing? <laughs> go to high school. Yeah, go back. Yeah, go back. Go to back high to high school. school. Talk to your English yeah. teacher if they're not dead, and be like fences. Be like, what happened? Learn me some stuff. Yeah, but cool. that's all I've been watching. Okay, that's the, all of my list. That's all your list. I got my last one. Back to Netflix. 
And this I have actually been interested in for a years. Let me guess. Uh, what is it? It's Matilda. They no. put Matilda I on Netflix and you show. watched it. I actually watched that movie yeah. recently, but I didn't put it on my list. But I did watch it because that movie's fake. How dare you? We should, we should talk about it. Um, if you haven't seen Matilda, go watch it's it. It's a classic. Go, go to high school. It's amazing. <laughs> it's another play. Uh, but, uh, but no, so this, this um, show... Or this idea for a show has been out for well over five years now. Uh, it started as a very, very, like short snippet, not even like a short film trailer kind of thing of just a mother and a son, and the son has superpowers. Raising Dion. Yes. So I've got thoughts, David, because I, I watched part of the first episode. So go. I. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So like I said, I've been excited about this kind of show for a very long time, especially coming after Freaks. Especially yeah. coming after like all these superhero like um, uh, uh, the other one, uh, the super oh, kid, um, um, Brightburn, Brightburn, yeah, Brightburn and Freaks. Uh, I was like kind of ready. I was like amped up, and this show kind of just like dashed my dreams. Oh yeah, same it, page, high five. It was yeah. so upsetting because the kid cannot act the kid cannot <laughs> the kid cannot act and he's obviously the main character yes in this. so it very it very much takes me out of it because you're trying to suspend disbelief i guess as much as you can to realize this child is super powered but you're only really realizing it through the affections and uh interactions with the other actors and they're good like the mom and the best friend and like the sister, like they're good, but it hinges upon the kid being realistic and he's just not. Yeah, and we get it. He's a kid. He's eight years old. He's eight years old. You can't expect all of them to no. be Dakota Fanning and all Exactly. That. But, but but also you could have gotten someone better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No and no offense to the child. Honestly, uh, I stopped watching it. This was also in Germany. I was on the train from Germany to Amsterdam and I was just scrolling through Netflix because it's different over there yeah. and they had this and they had Titans I kind of wish I started watching Titans first because I started watching Raising Dion and then like 20 minutes in I was like I can't continue yeah. this and, and then it's I started hard. watching Titans and like one of the things that I, I actually you know I use as a rubric to kind of guide me or, or, or rate p different shows whatever is if I want to watch it versus if I feel like I have to. Mm -hmm. And this was a struggle. Yeah. It, I felt like I needed to watch it because I needed to know how it ended. Mm. Um, and I do have to admit, at the end, the quote-unquote twist or whatever, I wasn't really expecting it. I think it did a good enough job hiding the fact. Although, once it happens, you realize, of course. Um, but for me, it was cool. Um and you know there's going to be a second season. Mm -hmm. um, but get this kid some acting classes before <laughs> the next season. Uh, I really enjoyed the... I, I, my favorite character was Pat, the, the best friend. Uh, I think he... The one that came by to Jason, like, The white guy. Yeah. Uh, Jason Ritter. Um, he did a great job at being like that like bouncy godfather, yeah. like fun uncle kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, so I think he really did a good job. I think he stood out a little bit. Um, but also, the, I, I love the cast because it's very colored. Like, yeah. it's very dark, which I think is fantastic. Minus John Ritter, who plays Pat. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's uh, Alicia Wainwright is the mom. And her sister, 
Uh, where is it? She's somewhere in here. I don't know exactly which one it is. Where is she? She's anywhere. She's somewhere in here. IMDb. Uh, yeah. And she's a doctor. And like we get like this. Not only are um, like these women in very powerful positions, but also they're not white. And I think uh-huh. that's really cool. And I think that's a really fun thing to say about uh-huh. uh, the like culture. Yeah. And also there's an episode that actually does deal with racism. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, but also again like you have to be able to believe that this mom is talking to this kid about racism and he's just like what missed my principles are racist and I'm just like this should be so much better uh but uh but anyway be hard on your kids ladies and gentlemen that's the that's the lesson <laughs> that's the takeaway uh kids can't be great actors unless you make them exactly because they're fucking kids um, so like just make sure that they are or else you know like beat them or whatever. but uh but but we uh what's his name so the dad is michael b jordan bringing, yeah. bringing it back full circle uh michael b jordan he actually i think he produced it as well uh, because it was a comic because yeah it was a comic and we all kind of know that uh uh michael b jordan is all good on comics and stuff uh so he plays the dad who like died like a, three years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. and then now it's like a you know it's a mother son story. But then you know in my head when I saw the trailer about it, I thought it was gonna be a movie. Me and too. I, I yeah. and this was even before *Brightburn*. Mm-hmm. So I, in my head, I had like this grand story that was gonna be told about like the kid getting abducted by the government and like they're putting him through tests and like finding out where he got these powers and stuff. Uh, but the explanation that they give for the show was just not good enough for me um and it yeah. kind of just fell short well was, i thought it, it fell was, short 20 minutes in yeah so you stuck out longer than i, I well i i needed to know i yeah. needed to know um and yeah i did not feel such an urge nope <laughs> <laughs> all righty that's all, right. all I, that's all i've been watching cool let's talk about trailers trailers you go ahead what did you see in your american theater Oh, excuse me. What did you see? Did you not go to Amsterdam to see your movie? <laughs> so I saw The King's Man, ah, yes, which we spoke we about, spoke about uh, 1917. Uh, very British. Which we movie. also spoke about. Uh, Terminator, which I, I feel like they need to stop playing that one. Uh, and then I saw a new one, which I even totally forgot about. It was called Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell. Yes, so... It is, Who is Richard Jewell? It's directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, it stars Olivia Wilde, N- Nina Ariande, and, and Sam Sam Rockwell. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so it's American security guard Richard Jewell heroically saves thousands of lives from an exploding bomb in the 1996 Olympics, but is unjustly vilified by journalists and the press who falsely report that he was a terrorist. Whoa. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, a like a, a history movie, or not so much a history movie. What I want to say, it's like it, a it like really happened. There you go, yeah. biopic. Um, but it's but it's really cool because even the trailer like starts off as a newscast and it's just like oh hero um what's his name richard jewell richard jewell saves hundreds of thousands of people by finding a bomb and then people like like reporters are going into it and he's just like how did he know the bomb was there you know he didn't call it in or whatever blah 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 and then he gets like on the news and he's a very simple guy and his mom is just like leave my son alone so it's very dramatic and uh, it does look kind of interesting um, well, but I'll watch it when it goes on TV. 
Oh, you're you're not interested in seeing this in theaters? Nah, probably not. All right, I like uh, Sam Rockwell. So he yeah he he was pretty good. Uh, he lo- he's the attorney in the movie. Oh. Um, who plays Richard Jewell? Paul Walter Hauser. I don't know who that is. You do if you see his face. What was he in? This guy. Show he's, me his face. He's been in a couple things. I don't know who this person is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, I don't know that guy. Uh, Are that, you sure? Nope. nope. Keep going. Okay. Nope. Well, it's the same picture know. over and over nope. again. So, uh, he, let's see. He was in Heirloom, Beats, Cobra Kai, Sheep, Late Night, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, Seven Days of Vegas, Black Klansman, Super Troopers 2, Kiss Me When I'm Down, I, Tanya, Locked Away, Midsummer's Nightmare, Kingdom, and the list goes on. Uh, I feel like if you see him in one of those roles, you might... Just he recognize. plays like the same guy every time. He'll, he's the, the big bumbling fat idiot. Yeah. <laughs> big bumbling fat idiot. Sorry, Paul, but that's who you. You're been. the best at it, Paul. <laughs> Get in here. We need a fat bumbling idiot. Uh, and then I saw Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Zombie Land, The Deuce. Yeah. And then Uncut Gems. Oh yeah. Have you seen Adam this Sandler, one? baby. Yeah. Back in Adam Sandler. Form. I think he excels when he does drama, drama, like dramatic roles. I don't know why he doesn't do it more. Probably because he doesn't make billions of dollars That's doing it. That's probably true. Yeah, uh, he but, just makes Grown, Grown Ups three and makes a million dollars. So yeah. doing this kind of stuff probably doesn't. But uh, it did. I mean, it's really interesting too because like he looks good in this role. Yeah, that's like he's, he plays it very well. Not only the look, but also like the accent and like even his mannerisms. The kind of like skeezy guy that he yeah. looks like he yeah. is in this movie. Well, yeah. Um, but he does drama well. Punch Drunk Love, Rain Over Me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Those two movies. Those two movies. Uh, but yeah, it looked. It did look interesting. I we I might go see it. Uh, it comes out on Christmas. So maybe so not. So definitely. <laughs> but, we uh, have nothing else to do. Uh, I mean, that's true. On Christmas. Um, but yeah, so those are all my uh, trailers. Cool. What'd you see? Well, I only got four. And, Good. Um, Doctor Sleep was one of them, uh-huh. which we have spoken about. Sequel to Shining. Ian McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And <laughs> um, Gemini Man, I got. Mm-hmm. Um, and Terminator Dark Fate. I also got, yeah. but it was a different trailer that I have yet to see in the States. Probably on YouTube. Oh, okay. But it's it had so many more action pieces in it. Like, they showed more of that chase scene. They showed uh, more of the scene where she fights the guy with the hammer. Mm-hmm. More, nice. more, more of the scene where he's... I um, see that part. Like, walking through that... I don't know where they are, but there are a bunch of military dudes, like, trying to pin him down. Yeah. And he's just using his metal to Liquid stab them. Body. Yeah. And um, they also showed partial nudity in this. And I don't oh, know wow. if it's because it was over there. but Probably. You know that whole thing where they, the Terminator shows up and they're naked? naked. Yeah. yeah, they showed the, the main, the good Terminator show up and she's just naked in a field and they're like, you know, put Boobies. your hands on your head. And she goes, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> well, she doesn't. She's not only, she's a good guy. So yeah. she's just like karate's all of them. She goes, hi 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 I also got Ready or Not, which I don't know if it has come out over there yet. Maybe not. But two things. One, it was edited in a way to make it seem more like horror than it is in the States. So mm-hmm. in the States, we got that like they were playing the music and you saw the the girl, um, the, the incompetent sister like yeah. kill maids. Yeah. And it was like kind, kind of, of lighthearted, like, lighthearted, dark uh, yeah, humor. Dark comedy. In, in this trailer I saw, it was using kind of the same clips, but 
they used like eerie music and it made it seem like she was like gonna die at any moment like they made it really like that's a, misleading like a horror movie that's very misleading well too, yeah but that movie is not but like I, that i just found it super interesting that yeah. that's why like why would it be that way yeah over here and, Versus, and in the u.s it's yeah. like right <laughs> She's got to survive the night. And over there, they're just, oh, my God. She's got to survive the night. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And also, um, they didn't bother changing the date. It was just, like, coming in August. And it, we're already in, like, we were in October when it came out. So we were just like, okay. Oopsie. Uh, but, yeah, that elicited some chuckles in the crowd. So I don't know if they were just like, ha-ha, this they movie. did it again. <laughs> but um, did it again. but that's, that was fun. That's um, fun. But those are all the trailers I got. Cool. Yeah. Other than some like Xbox commercial that came on and in <laughs> between the trailers, like it was two trailers, Xbox commercial. Really? Trailer, trailer. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And it was in Dutch. It was in Dutch. It was in Dutch. It was in Dutch. Oh, right. Alrighty. Now let's talk about the movie we came to talk about, which is Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix. Full spoilers ahead. Go watch Get this movie. ready. If you haven't already. Because guess what? <clears throat> he dies. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't die. Or does he? Or does he? Go watch the movie. <laughs> All right. You, you know not who does die? Anymore? Uh, what? All right, cool. All right, now let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, what'd you think? Uh, I thought this movie was great. <laughs> <laughs> As did most people. I, I, I hear. But what'd you think? I also thought this movie was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think they did such a good job. I was, IMDb, I was very surprised. IMDb has it at 8.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 68%. Metacritic has it at 59%. Ooh, so it's like Metacritic. a little a little all over the place. Metacritic's just like, mm, no, not today. Mm, mm, not today. Joker? Oh, it's too too much. Too much, too much Joker. Too many, too many jokes. No, thank you. Turn it down. Too many jokes. Too many jokes. Um, all right. So uh, my, my biggest... Uh, critique about this movie would have to be it's not an origin movie that will bring the the comic book Joker to life this is a really interesting take on the character very and so. and very like the most grounded Heath Ledger's was the most grounded in reality up until this one yeah. but it's totally not the same Joker no. um, this movie was more of a comment on mental health and institutions not addressing it and what happens if you don't mm-hmm. you know um, and, and you know just and capitalism yeah Pe- uh, the rich getting richer the poor getting poorer yeah and it, it takes place in gotham city but it looks like we never get a date but it looks like this new york in the 70s or 80s yeah yeah and that only helped the movie it, it made so, it yeah because you there were no cell phones you didn't have to deal with technology right yeah you, you didn't have to be like oh just get your prescription filled online it's yeah. like no like you have to work and travel and go and do all of these things or else they won't happen right right yeah uh which v- played very much very well into not only the background of the origin of arthur fleck who we get a full name for the joker this time mm-hmm. uh but also where he comes from his mother and like what she went through and then even what happens to young master wayne yes uh that was that was interesting. Were you excited for the possibility that they were related in this movie? Or I, did you call I bullshit that, immediately? No, I actually 
I believed the mom at first. Me too. Um, so in the movie, Penny Fleck, played by Frances Conroy, who I enjoy. She yeah. was she was in an, she was in Catwoman. She was yeah. in another DC film she was before in this. Catwoman? Yes, she was. She was the, the woman who explained all the Catwoman's powers. Anyway, ah, of course. <laughs> Now I remember. Now you remember. Just kidding. Um, so <clears throat> this is not her first foyer into the DC universe. universe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so she is a very old, sickly woman. She lives with her son Arthur. Her Arthur is basically taking care of her. She mm-hmm. needs medication. She needs to be fed. She needs He's to be a clown clean. for hire. He he takes care of her all the way. Uh, and then one day, and he she thinks Thomas Wayne is like her knight in shining armor. Like he's amazing. He's doing so well. He's going to be married. She mayor. writes him letters yeah. because she wants work for him and wants yeah. him to help her. Yeah, in her and, time of need because yeah. they're getting poorer. Yeah. Uh, and then so he reads one of the letters one of these days and finds out or reads from his mother that she got pregnant through Thomas and her son is half Thomas's Wayne's yeah. son. That's how it works. That's how it works. And Arthur is that son. And Arthur and that's so Arthur's Arthur just is like, how dare you? incredibly mentally unwell. Mentally unwell. unwell. Yeah. He's got multiple Oh, how did you... different like yeah. illnesses and the reason why he is a clown probably is because he already went away. He went to the asylum once before and now he's yeah. back out. And he's, you know, quote unquote, doing okay because he's seeing a city therapist. But then but that program gets that shut program down. gets shut down. Yeah, and, and then, we find out that his his uh, his psycho- psychosis is thanks to years of abuse. Yep. That I guess he suppressed because yep. he doesn't remember it. Um, but and uh, one, but one of the ways that his psychosis comes out is through his uncontrollable laugh. laughter. Yeah, and, and it is uncontrollable. That, that is. One of my favorite parts about the this Joker yeah. is that he is literally just so mentally unwell that that's a tick of his. Yeah. That he'll just laugh. That he has a card that, that he says, gives to people yeah. and says, I'm sorry. Like, I have this a disorder is, that makes yeah, me laugh. Please return this card. Like, yeah. it's, I thought that was fantastic. It was brilliant. It, it didn't even dawn on me that that could have been a what possibility yeah. of, like, of like why he's laughing yeah. all the time. And that that goes back to like we're not getting the traditional Joker. Yeah. We're not getting he's we're not getting cold, calculated, psychotic yeah. Joker who finds laughter in killing people yeah. and and you know. Well, towards the beginning, people. we don't. <laughs> no, but towards the end either, because at the end he doesn't even realize or he doesn't even care about the movement he started. Yeah, he he gets mugged or beat up on the subway, kills three people, and. They and then uh, the the masses of Gotham City yeah. find out that a clown murdered three stock uh, brokers from Gotham, like Gotham's the elite. Ups, yeah, and so they they take they this take as that, a symbol yeah. and they make it a movement against the rich for the poor. And, and they all have the the masks on. And, stuff and he's and just immensely he rolls with and it. He's, yeah, he's just a mentally unwell guy who's finally getting attention for the first time yeah. in his life. And he like says at one point in the movie, he's just like, I don't even like care about yeah. this. Like, I don't know what's happening. I just know that. And he doesn't. He he didn't yeah. want to start it. He was just a he was just trying to be a stand up comic. Yeah. Until he gets made fun of, and then yeah. he just takes justice upon in his own hands and yeah. just dull, dishes it out. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why everyone looks up to him and, and thinks of him as a symbol because he's actually doing what he says he would do. Yeah. He's actually he has the action behind his words, and that's mm-hmm. something that you know. 
for the poor people the capitalists don't have. It's yeah. like they say, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you. And then obviously nothing changes. So now for the Joker to come in and be like, you know, you made fun of me, I'm going to kill you. And he does. Yeah. He sticks to his guns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I So Joaquin Phoenix did an absolutely fanta- fantastic I, job. Yeah. Say what you want about this. This movie's been obviously very controversial. Yes, very controversial. Um, which I what think you, we should talk yeah, about. Say what you want about it. I, and I, if you know more about the controversy than I do, then please fill me in. Because I don't know. I think it's just... Uh, from what I understand, everyone's just upset about how violent and uh, dark the movie is. Yeah. But um, Which, I mean, it's kind of self-hosting. It's Yeah. And um, yeah, it just just give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix as an was, art form he was fucking this role up this in, a, in a good way perfect he was doing it amazing well. he yeah. did such a good job it looks like he starved himself plenty to get to like that skin like that level pounds. of skinny <laughs> yeah and he was just <clears throat> just ah, oh, he was he was the he was that joker he was just so convincing in his portrayal of someone that's just just in the the dumps and just doesn't know right from wrong and doesn't know real from fake we get that whole thing where he believes he's in a relationship for a few months or something oh man and yeah we with domino find out that doesn't even, and we find out that's not even real yeah um yeah that was such a good way to do that though. yeah they did that perfectly yeah. it was so good i actually i believe that they were getting be- to become friends yeah i believe that she went to his like stand-up show mm-hmm. and like they were doing it when it came to the part where his mom was in the hospital and like she kissed him on the forehead i was just like really mm-hmm. like, i didn't think they were that close but then they kissed before that did they yeah when after the open mic didn't they um oh, they came across they? a uh, a newsstand yeah. that had the story of the three guys that got killed and then they like she was like i'm glad that guy did that yeah and then they talked a little bit and then they kissed oh, um I but that. maybe i missed that part yeah uh but also, like him, like if if you had never kind of tried to experience mental illness before, like this did a really good job at portraying what that feels like or what that looks mm-hmm. like. Because throughout the movie, you you're getting this person that's only feeding into his ego, mm-hmm. Tr- literally trying him trying to make him feel like a human being. And then at the end, when she, you realize she wasn't there, you realize how alone and crazy yeah. he really is well yeah you get that sense pretty early on in the movie when he's watching the show with his mom yeah. and he has like that whole scene where he's in the audience yeah. and um robert de niro's character <laughs> calls him down Aww. and he's just like you know you're great i wish i had a son like you yeah. and then he's just like thanks that's really nice and to then hear. he goes back and then you. he's just right there watching the tv yeah. and he's just smiling like mm, if only that was yeah. like what was happening yeah, and they played that up on and in in the relationship really well. Yeah, and and even um, when he had when he saw that his clip was being played on the mm-hmm. TV, and he was like, "Oh no, oh no!" Yeah, like you saw that that pained him that he's just being made fun of. Yeah, I don't know. I, it was like going on this dark journey with this character and feeling so bad for him, but then like you see where it goes, and yeah. it's just like. Where else would it go? Exactly, you know? yeah. I mean, we, we kind of already knew, like, even from knowing who we're watching, we know he's going to take a dive. We know that it's going to end up with him killing people or, like, 
killing people. <laughs> I don't know if it was in like you felt this in your theater, but people were like very uncomfortable in my theater. Really? Yeah, like the like the scene where he's uh, he's in his living room and he's practicing what he's gonna do. Yeah, and he's like you know ta- like watching the clips on the mm-hmm. show and like doing the and, thing. Like walking pulls in. out the gun, then pulls the gun on yeah. himself. Like he's like, this is how I'm gonna yeah. commit this crime, basically. Everyone was just like, like shuffling in their seats and just like, oh my god, like Jesus Christ, like. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I liked that part because it, it. Oh yeah. Because I mean, as someone, as as we see him go through the the film as someone who is mentally ill, and even as a stand up comic who needs to like have the book with him to like reread his jokes to make sure that he's got it right, mm-hmm. him doing that was completely in character. It was completely something that we expected him to do. Uh, and it was actually even more fun when he really did get on the show and mm-hmm. then when he didn't shoot himself. <laughs> and I, I might add that this was the first DC movie where the gray like filter they put on every scene <laughs> actually fit. Yeah. Like that's this is this that's is when the you do it, DC. city. Ex- well, this is e- when you ex- do it. except for the end except when you when you see him run down the stairs in his like beautiful red suit like yeah. I, that I'm sure is going to be iconic for Halloween now. Yeah. Um and like he's going through the subway and you that see that staircase all the other in one. the Bronx is like getting everyone's oh, going yeah. to it. Everyone's, everyone's going to it now. Into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Um, yeah, I thought it, they did a really good job. I um, was very impressed. Because, yeah. like, I mean, it's a DC movie. We're kind of like used to being, for the most part anyway, a little disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but this was the first time when the ride was just as good as the, like, the payoff. Yeah. Like, everything was like done well it it brought you along this ride it held your hand when it needed to it pointed you in the right direction and you just let it mm-hmm. take you there yeah uh, i don't know it, it was it was like what carried the movie was his performance yeah and uh, the only well not the only critique because i've already said my only critique but here's another one <laughs> it's uh it's i found two i found another one now, I just have to think about it because it's been a while since we saw this movie. <laughs> um, it's, it's just that the movie is so depressing. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, obviously, like, you know, movies can be yeah. because they're sometimes about real things. Yeah. And, but this was sort of carried by a character that didn't have any clear motivation. It was just their descent into... Madness. madness and loneliness and just wanting to be well, I mean, a part I, of something. I kind or... of feel like he did have a clear motivation. He wanted to kill himself. But then when he got there, he chose not to because of other outside sources. Well, that's not... That, that was his motivation... Towards the end. Towards the end. Yeah. I, it was just like he was a victim of circumstance throughout the movie. And then the, it, once this movement was behind him, he, he found it more empowered to yeah. do what he was going to do. But he still never had that, like, he never had any sort of rationale or any, like, I'm going to kill Thomas Wayne because he wronged me. Yeah. I'm going to, like, there was no clear motivation for the character. And that's like, uh, that doesn't break the movie, yeah. obviously. But it's just, you know, it's just, you're focusing on one character throughout the movie and it's it kind of gets old faster like you know you you get the idea relatively quickly 
So then it's just like there isn't much left for surprises or, you know, just like you knew he was going to kill Robert De Niro at the end. You knew it was coming. And that was like if that had happened and you didn't like what if he had planned to just kill himself? Yeah. And not kill him. But then he turns the gun on him and like blows his head off. That would have like been like a little bit of a surprise. But there wasn't like any sort of wonder of what was going to happen because he's just been getting away with everything everything and it's because he's been ignored so like he's just invisible to everyone so it was just i don't know it wasn't perfect like it wasn't like it wasn't a journey like it wasn't like a like a sort of rising action and Mm -hmm. and conclusion it was just like this guy's life is fucked up (laughs) and here we are the end but uh, like I said, it doesn't make it a bad movie yeah. at all by any stretch. I was still very entertained. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't. For the main character, I mean, obviously for other movies, the main character needing to have a goal is fine. But I kind of think for this kind of movie, it wasn't necessary. I I didn't really ever once think in my head, oh, what he gotta do? Like, how mm-hmm. is this gonna end? Because like I said, I we already know the end. We know what's going to happen. So that's the goal. It's just the journey of how he's going to get there. And that's what I, I, was, I was talking about when like it held, held your hand when you needed to. And then when you thought you were going in one direction, it would pull you in another. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what I think happened with the girlfriend uh, and with the mother. And even when he pulled the gun out. like A part of me knew he was going to shoot Robert De Niro. But another part of me was just like... He planned on killing himself, so what's he going to do? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as clear-cut, I think, to me that he was 100% going to kill Robert De Niro. I, oh. I had a little bit of doubt. Uh, and then, obviously, he did. <laughs> and I was just like, yay, cool! And then shot him for good measure after yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but which was even... Oh, was awesome. Awesome. Which was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Because uh, even his entrance... When he like opens up and everything, and he's, like, and, like, he's in the yeah. yeah, he's in the spotlight. He's finally being noticed. He's being seen. And then he kisses the the sex the, doctor, yeah, whatever right, her name right is, on the mouth. Yeah, which was great. Which not only plays up to her, but also plays up to him being kind of like off kilter. Yeah. Uh, but like the interview was going okay at the beginning until they started talking about you know the three guys that he killed, and then it was just like. Okay, what's he got to do? What's he got to do? What's yeah. he got to do? And then, he, and then it wasn't even up to Joker at that point. It was up to uh, what's his name, uh, Murray Murray Franklin, uh, who kind of like egged him on and was insulting him as like a talk show host. So then that's kind of when I was like, oh, he might kill him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's bringing this upon himself. And then obviously he did. Yeah. Um, what do you think of what do you think of him being the literal cause for Bruce Wayne's uh, parents' death? Parents' death. Yeah. Uh, I I honestly thought it, it was going to be a little bit more. I thought he was actually going. I thought he was going to be the one to do it. I, I thought no. I see. I I, I didn't think that was going to happen because because he's not calculated. Yeah, he's not. He's he he could probably comprehend the concept of revenge. Yeah, but not the concept of like kill thomas kill martha leave bruce yeah. orphaned like he's just not that that now i don't want to say smart but like he doesn't think he's, that much ahead yeah you know because he's he doesn't have that wherewithal yeah he literally just killed um murray murray and was like and then just ran and then he was just like 
I did it. Yeah. And then got tackled to the ground and arrested. Um, even when he gets freed from the cop car, all he does is stand up on the car and he's mm-hmm. just like, like what after all the 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 fucking wonder wears off of yeah. the moment. Like someone's gonna be like, "What's the plan, boss?" And he's yeah. gonna be like, oh. <laughs> you know, he's not he's not the Joker." Yeah. And um, but but still, like, I was even thinking like, where would they take this mm-hmm. if they wanted to continue this storyline? Yeah. And I feel like the perfect way to do it would be he's obviously started this movement, right? Yeah. So let's have this be continuity. Bruce Wayne's parents get killed off because of the clown riots that started. Mm -hmm. So now he hates clowns. Now he has that memory of Arthur Fleck literally going to his house, like Like smiling his mouth for him and giving him like a, like a nose. So now when he becomes Batman and some, whoever we get to be the next Joker, because Jared Leto's out because he's so pissed that this movie (laughs) happened. Um, Whoever we get, that guy is going to, be inspired by the movement that happened in the 70s yeah. in Gotham and I'm going to be the Joker now. And then we get the Joker, like the Joker that we, we mm-hmm. get. And then we could have Joaquin Phoenix come back in like uh, Scarecrow hallucinogenic uh, uh, tri- gas uh, trip. Yeah, a gas trip. Or maybe even like part of his psychosis where he just sees this guy like come Or he even he just hears the laugh. Yeah. You know? if If they wanted to continue it I don't think like a sequel is in order. No, I don't yeah. think we should see a Joker two. No, absolutely not. Um, I feel like this movie ended perfectly. This was a good one off. He kills another person at the end, um, or does he? Because I was like trying to figure out whether he killed that um, the person that was the psychiatrist that he was talking to mm-hmm. at the end because he had the bloody footprints yeah. and all that. But I don't know because I don't know what's real in his head or not. That's true. But I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I and then he was just like running back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soundtrack was fun. Yeah. They played a lot of Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do you have to say about this movie? Um, not much. Do you want to hear about like the controversy? Yeah. What's stuff? going on? Is it just too <clears throat> dark? So I do have to say, I, I, I think that that like, I think that's dumb. If somebody says this movie's too dark, mm-hmm. it's like, Why? Like, did this movie... There are darker movies out there. And there are lighter movies out there. <laughs> like, why is this one too dark? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be just because it's a DC movie? Like, it's a superhero movie, so it can't be dark? Fuck you. <laughs> I, I don't like that. I think yeah, that's a cop-out. And I don't think that's accurate, even. Because I don't think it's too dark. I think it's too uncomfortable. And people need to start getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we start conversations. Mm-hmm. And especially since this movie was very much so about a lot of things that are happening in politics right now, I think it probably couldn't have come at a better time. Mm. Um, one of the um, danger, quote-unquote dangerous things that happened with this movie uh, was that when um, James E. Holmes shot into the audience of the Century 16 movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, killing 12 and injuring 70. He called himself the Joker. Right? During a midnight screening of The, the Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises. Rises. Yes. Yeah. So that actual theater did not play Joker, Joker. Uh, because you know the families came out and said that you know it's it's too harsh of a memory. So they actually believe like they they did that and they said you know we won't show this movie um, because the families thought that it was very quote unquote poor taste or incel friendly. Mm. So the uh, the self described incel whatever his name is we don't need to re- repeat it because he doesn't need to be remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> 
called himself an incel on Facebook before he committed the act. Um, and they, they said that they're putting a th- sympathetic light on a joker on the incel so that it could once again um, invigorate those kinds of people to commit go out acts, and yeah. commit these acts of horror and um, terrorism. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why a lot of people, a lot of theaters, a lot of, and uh, a lot of critics have been calling this movie bad because it seems as if the movie might be uh, glorifying yeah. the uh, the white male incel. incel. Uh, which I don't think is accurate. I personally, and obviously since we've seen it, we know that he wasn't technically an incel. He didn't do it to himself. He was mentally ill. He needed to see his therapist. He needed the medication. He needed access to these programs that were cut off by the city. And I, for one, agree that healthcare and mental health go along with it is a universal right like we shouldn't have to pay for it there shouldn't be granting for it it should just exist people yeah. should be getting well, paid enough yeah. to be able to give people fine, good care i agree with all of that i also see where they're coming from not to the point where i feel like we should censor things where this movie shouldn't have been made or released or shown in specific theaters um it's just I can see like I can like I can see an incel watching this movie and then being like that's me I'm going to do that yeah. because this is what could happen like I could start a movement or like people would get behind me or whatever yeah. but you could if someone's mentally unfit enough for that to be their rationale after watching this movie they could go see fucking Terminator Dark Fate and get the same exactly like yeah. inspiration or whatever it's not it's not enough to blame it on video, violent video games yeah. or movies or whatever. It's you have to take into account that there is a mental health problem and need to address that. And this isn't what started it. It's not what's continuing it. So I don't know. I, I see where they're coming from. Yeah. But I don't agree that 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 their yeah, solution absolutely. is the solution. I, I, I exactly. I, I yeah. agree uh, as well. Um, I can, you know, I'm not blind. Like, I can understand where people could get that idea. I understand that there are people out there who consider themselves incels. And I, for one, believe that they need mental health counseling. You know, people out there who mm-hmm. still believe that they are unlovable. Why aren't you in mental health counseling? Mm-hmm. People who believe that there's literally a race that's better than another. Why aren't you in mental health counseling? Mm-hmm. There are so many reasons why they need to go seek help. But... And this is obviously, this is kind of like grandstanding. I don't want to stay in the soapbox for too long. Mm-hmm. But uh, that all comes from the toxic masculinity and how we're raised and like society and all that shit. So yes, it's, it's a very deep-seated kind of belief where, especially in this country, if you're white and you're a man and you're straight, you can basically do whatever you want. Um, which in this movie is kind of vilified because he's white, he's straight, and he kills people and he kind of gets away with it. Um, which is not correct. Obviously, we know that he's a villain, Joker, and every other person who does this. They are bad people. But in the same breath, realizing that it's a story that needs to be told so that people can actually talk about it, and it's interesting to see this person's disillusionment and dissolving into this character is art. Mm -hmm. And we need to take it as that and not take it as inspiration to commit real crimes. Yeah. 
Yeah. No real crimes. <laughs> no real crimes. Sorry, we got deep on you there. Yeah, that was, I mean, we knew we kind of knew this was gonna, this gonna hit some deep some deep shit, <laughs> um, but it needed to be talked about. I think because everybody was talking about it. It's it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, uh, it kind of goes hand in hand. Like people people have heard of the threats and and the um, uproar about the movie, so like we could not talk about it. Uh, but if that's not your cup of tea. Good, because it's over. <laughs> yeah. It's over, you guys. We, we did, did it. it. <laughs> we reviewed Joker for you. It's over now. It's okay. You can come out now. Get out <laughs> from under the bed. It's okay. Um, if you enjoyed that, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can uh, email us at g- relativelysubjective at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social media. And uh, you can write us letters, but only if you have our addresses. And um, but, wait, hold on. We didn't how, even rate these. How many? Rate, rate this movie. That's what I was going to go yeah. for. How many? Uh, I hope that this is politically correct. Uh oh. <laughs> and if I'm not, please let me know because I want to make sure that I'm politically correct. How many awesome little people out of 10 did you rate this movie? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this movie. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give this movie seven awesome little people out of ten. I enjoyed it thoroughly because of uh, being the superhero comic book fan I am. Loved seeing an origin story for the Joker, surprisingly. I was very, like, on the fence about whether they should even ever do this. Mm -hmm. But this was a great version of a origin story. And, you know, at, in the end, I'm kind of glad it wasn't like a definitive Joker origin story. It was basically taking the, the character and showing him in a light that we haven't seen before, which is just a mentally unwell man who was sort of thrusted into a political movement with no real intention of doing that. Um, Joaquin Phoenix's performance is what carried the movie. Everyone else was great, too, but it was... For me, it was a lot of following a really depressing story of, you know, someone you wish had help and, um, you know, watching it all coalesce in the end in a violent act. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but the fact that it's, you know, taking place in Gotham, taking place with characters, you know, and love, you know, it 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 wasn't just like a a depressing story of a mentally unwell person. Mm Um, but yeah, yeah, I did enjoy it. I'd recommend watching it. Um, even if you're not into comics, you yeah. really have have no need to not know anything about Batman to watch this movie. <clears throat> very you could literally like just put this if you switched out Gotham for New York. Oh yeah, it it's would be a different movie. movie. It would be the same movie, but it would have nothing to do with Batman. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, um, how many? Ooh. How many, uh, how many, uh, how many, how many, how many, how many dead douchebag stockbrokers out of 10 do you Dead douchebag stockbrokers. Fuck you, stockbrokers. Yeah, fuck you, douchebag stockbrokers. Only the douchebag ones. All the stockbrokers with a heart of gold, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Please. We need more of them. Yes. I know there's only two of you. Yes. Uh, let's see. I probably I'm gonna d- give this one uh, eight dead douchebag stockbrokers uh, out of ten <clears throat> um, 
for all the reasons I listed before, I thought this movie was done very well. Uh, it was very dramatic. It was very important, I think, for people to see. I think it's very important for people to talk about. Uh, and it's, I mean, with every kind of big superhero movie that becomes part of different like Universes. aspects of society, not oh. even like real society, uh, like you know when Endgame came out, like everyone was buzz about it. There was everybody was talking about how cool it was. I kind of think I want this movie to be just as popular, but about the conversation of of its, like, of, of what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that it's a great way to get us to talk about the societal pressures about someone becoming mentally ill, but in a digestible and knowing way. Because like you said, this movie couldn't have could have been called Joker and it had could have had absolutely nothing to do with Batman or the DC Universe and it could have still held up. But because people know who he is and who like the mantle of the Joker, uh, they did it in a way that was already kind of set. So mm -hmm. like again, we, we already knew the beginning and the end. If they wanted to make a movie about a mentally ill person, I feel like it wouldn't have been as well received just because no. it was just like oh, this person's sick, let's not watch this movie because it's going to be sad. It's like, no, this movie is about someone who people sometimes, like, who's a pop culture figure already, mm -hmm. let's just show him in more realistic, light, yeah. in a new light, in like the 80s, but in like real world. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really important. I really think that's really cool. And I really enjoyed how, once again, like art, imitates life mm -hmm. and I think one of the things that we need to do is be comfortable with talking about how this art makes us feel in life and uh, if people are uncomfortable tell me why yeah because I want to know why tell send David. me an email why you didn't like this movie and I will help you find out what's really wrong with you and uh <laughs> david's also a psychiatrist. i will be your counselor yeah i'm not a psychiatrist he's a counselor or a psychologist i am a counselor He's a counselor. So I will counsel you. He can still prescribe stuff, though. <laughs> he can give you all the pills you want. <laughs> no, don't, I can't. Don't, don't get arrested. Uh, but yeah, so thanks. I hope you uh, liked this episode that was a little bit deeper and darker than it normally is. We're going to be... It is we're a gonna, pretty deep and dark we're gonna, movie. We're so, going to lighten yeah. up in the next, next episode. So, uh, yeah, guess what, guys? <clears throat> next episode, we're watching uh, The Addams Family and uh, Gemini, Gemini Man. Man. Why'd you say it like that? Like, you're not... Excited, excited about it? Gemini Man starring two Will, Smiths. <laughs> ah, <laughs> two just, Will Smiths just wait till next episode we're going to be talking all right. about all that and all right. um, until then may all your joker mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one word mm -hmm. may all may your joker, joker. Uh, yeah enjoy bye, bye.